Welcome to this collection of podcasts on sustainable healthcare, created by Earth Resource Team, the Birmingham MedTop Climate Change Society. This is the pre-recorded content for the Unconference on Sustainable Healthcare, which is part of the Interprofessional Education or IPE activity on Monday the 9th of May. There are full podcasts to listen to before the live session, and they each contain extracts from interviews with practicing healthcare professionals who have worked in the area of sustainable healthcare. This will then be followed by a live unconference where you will join discussions on what you have learned from these podcasts. The idea of these podcasts is that instead of listening to them how you would to a lecture, we encourage you to use this time to be in nature. So please download these podcasts and before you continue, take this opportunity to go outside and enjoy being in a green space if this is possible for you. First of all, please take a minute to consider the following questions. What does climate change mean to you? And why should we, as healthcare professionals, care about it? Please pause the podcast for a couple of minutes to reflect on this. In general, climate change refers to the changing weather patterns globally or regionally that have occurred over time. These changes can be natural, but since the 1800s, the actions of human beings have been the primary driver for climate change. This is of importance to us as healthcare professionals, as climate change and human health both affect one another. This first podcast is about the impact that the environment can have on human health. Take a minute to think about what ways that you know of that the environment can affect human health. We will now go over some of the ways that the environment can affect human health. The first example of this is air pollution. Air pollution can affect human health due to the different components found within it. Particulate matter found in air pollution can have cardiovascular and respiratory effects and can also lead to cancer. Nitrogen dioxide and sulfur dioxide are respiratory irritants that can cause reduced lung development. Carbon monoxide can lead to reduced oxygen transport around the body. Polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons found in air pollution have been linked to cancer and also reduced fertility. All of these factors together mean that air pollution can affect health in a variety of ways and can lead to a decreased human life expectancy. Sadly, air pollution has already been recognised as a cause of death. In 2013, a child died due to a severe asthma attack, which the courts found to be partly due to excessive nitrogen dioxide levels where she lived. Air pollution levels are typically higher in areas which experience greater poverty, while the richest members of society tend to be the biggest contributors to air pollution meaning that this can be an important social determinant of health to consider. The next example we will be talking about is the effect of rising global temperatures seen in climate change. Being exposed to heat has a variety of acute and chronic health impacts. Acute heat exposure can cause heat stress, heat stroke and acute kidney injury from dehydration, particularly in newborns and the elderly. In the long term, increasing exposure to high temperatures can cause worsening cardiovascular and renal disease. As well as this, it can cause reductions in willingness to exercise, 
displacement from homes and food and water insecurity, which all worsen health. These effects can already be seen in countries such as Yemen and Haiti, but this could also impact the UK in the future. Increased temperatures can also lead to a higher prevalence of infectious disease. Climate change is known to increase the prevalence of infectious disease in many ways. Firstly, the rising temperature leads to an acceleration of the water cycle, meaning more precipitation and more flooding. The presence of flood water for extended periods provides the perfect breeding grounds for ticks carrying encephalitis and mosquitoes carrying malaria or dengue fever. Mosquitoes thrive in the humid, hot conditions resulting from climate change and have been found as north of San Francisco in recent years. Flood water can also carry animal or human waste by backing up sewage systems, meaning increased waterborne disease outbreaks such as E. coli. A one degree Celsius rise in temperature has been found to cause an additional 170,000 deaths from waterborne diarrheal illness. Deforestation, another important contributor to climate change, can worsen these impacts by increasing the risk of flooding. The COVID-19 pandemic has greatly increased the volume of single-use plastic required in healthcare. Plastics are dangerous to animals, and they can therefore disrupt food chains and ecosystems, which ultimately can affect our food security. Larger plastic items, such as water bottles and plastic bags, can break down into microplastics, which has already become an issue in the ocean due to their effect on marine life. In certain species of fish, Higher levels of microplastics in the ocean have caused them to become feminized, as they can mimic endocrine hormones. While there is not sufficient evidence to determine their exact effects on humans, microplastics have been found in human lungs, blood and placenta, so there is the potential that they could go on to disrupt the human endocrine system. Green spaces such as parks and recreational grounds are being reduced due to urbanization particularly in developing countries. The reduction of green spaces can lead to increased climate change. The presence of green spaces in communities have a variety of positive effects on physical and mental health. So the loss of these spaces can have a negative impact on our health. Here is an extract from an interview that we had with Associate Professor Philip Marik from the Arctic University of Norway to discuss some of these concepts further. Uh, yeah, I'm Associate Professor in Physiotherapy at UIT, the Arctic University of Norway. I'm also the Founder and Executive Chair of the Environmental Physiotherapy Association. And that's uh, an international network of physiotherapy students, clinicians, academics, professional representatives, etc. from all around the world that I uh, founded together with my colleague, Professor David Nichols uh, from New Zealand um, back in uh, sort of end of middle end to, uh, of August 2019 because we noticed you are uh, more researching into the sort of theoretical aspects um, mm. of environmentalism in medicine. Um, do you think that it's the moral duty of all healthcare professionals to act on climate change? But when I started with this, I always tried to give examples of how the environment relates to health and relates to physiotherapy. And in some ways, I think I always felt like I was trying to justify that, yes, we should look at this. And yes, this is important because it's relevant in this way and because it's relevant in that way and so on and so forth. But instead, what I actually do now is I ask, well, which part of physiotherapy 
has nothing to do with the environment in one way or another. And when you start thinking about it that way, it becomes really, really difficult to identify any part whatsoever in physiotherapy or healthcare for that matter that doesn't somehow relate to the environment. And I think we just haven't done a really good job historically of explicitly kind of uh, clarifying what that is and how, that, how those connections are everywhere, essentially. And once you understand that those connections are everywhere, well, then of course it's a moral duty. Uh, for of all healthcare professionals to act on climate change, on biodiversity loss, on ocean acidification, air pollution, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Another question that we had for you was, what lessons can we learn uh, from the pandemic about the environmental determinants of health? There was this uh, meme or, or illustrate kind of comic or something going around on the internet that was showing you know, a city, I think, and then a few waves coming towards it. If I put it in a physio context, one wave would be, I don't know, osteoarthritis of the knee and then pain as the next bigger wave. And then the next bigger wave after that is COVID. And then another bigger wave about after that is climate change. And then the biggest one is biodiversity loss and so forth. Uh, okay. Which is just a, a pointer to the fact that we shouldn't get too caught up in some of the sort of smaller details. Some small details are really important, like whether or not we wash our hands, keep hygiene, et cetera, and the pandemic has shown is pretty important. To my understanding of some of the causes of the pandemic have to do with how humans live on this planet, right? Like it's how, how much urban sprawl, so the spread of cities impinges on ecosystems, uh, brings us in closer contact with all sorts of pathogens and so forth, and you know, takes away habitat for wildlife, et cetera, et cetera, uh, which then can lead to sort of like, further outbreak of zoonotic diseases and so on. Like I think lifestyle medicine needs to redefine itself in that way, yeah. you know, that it's not about how one person lives, but how we live as humans on this planet and with the ecosystems, et cetera, that we live with. You know? So that's, I think, one lesson area or learning area, if you will. Absolutely, yeah. I do think that's really interesting as well about lifestyle medicine, because that's something that obviously that we're talk taught about a lot in different concepts and I'd never sort of made that connection between lifestyle medicine being something more broader perhaps for all of us to consider. I think we've very clearly come to understand that you can't really think or do healthcare without think thinking about social and ecological determinants of health in the yeah. same breath essentially. Um, yeah and then when you do that um, all sorts of things might become possible. Please take a few minutes to reflect on what you have learned from this podcast, and when you are ready, move on to the next one.